Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the film Salma's Home, we follow the lives of three interesting, intriguing, and troubled women. Uh, troubled by the by the people in their lives and troubled by each other in many ways. It's a story of a talented baker living alone in a large house overlooking downtown Amman, Jordan. Her daughter, Farah, is a working mother with marital problems, and their lives are disrupted by the death of Salmo's ex-husband, Bakri. The funeral yeah. takes place at his current wife's house. That would be Lamia an aspiring socialite who is obsessed with building her own brand online. But things become much more complicated over the course of the film. It is a wonderful film, very heartfelt, complicated, and certainly enhanced by the performances of all three of the primary actors in the film. Again, the film is called Salma's Home, and we're joined today by the director, writer, and editor, Anadi Elian. Anadi, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much, Mark. Mike, thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about this story because it has some wonderful ingredients, and I use that in reference somewhat to the to the baking motif that's in the film. But it it it's a it's just a a film that takes its time at developing, and we get to know the characters in it. Where did this start? Uh, well, I've always known about this couple, a couple of women who lived on their own. And everybody had assumed that they were sisters, but in fact, they were, you know, once married to the same guy. And after he died, they decided to just to continue living together and, you know, because they've gotten used to it. And I always thought that was very fascinating and didn't comprehend it really. <laughs> like I could understand how that would really happen. So it was always intriguing to me. So I wanted to write a story that would you know, ask these questions because they're not straightforward. You know, the answer wouldn't be a straightforward answer. Uh, and try and modernize it. Make, like, how would it look like in today's world? Like, how would such a relationship evolve? As a filmmaker, I, I always thought that my strong suit was, like, the visual aspect of filmmaking. Uh, so I really wanted to challenge myself into directing actors and writing a bit more. And that I thought was such a, an intriguing thing because, you know, working with actors, it's like an unexpected experiment. <laughs> it's, it's not like you're working with a camera where there's a manual and if you press this, this will happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, you have to adjust and collaborate and it, and it becomes something magical if it's done right. So I wanted to write a character-driven story that would allow me to do that, allow me to really work hard with that. With a camera, you push, you shoot, you know what, you, basically, you know what you're going to get, especially if you're an experienced cinematographer or you've been around that uh, for a while, you, you know basically what you're going to see as an end product. But the acting is the... Uh, is the the dark art of making a film is getting the right people involved and knowing what how uh have some sense of how it's going to turn out but you're always surprised i'm sure at some of the results 
But uh, well, let's talk a little bit about how you cast this. How did you find the actors that we that are in the film? Uh, Juliet Awad, Rania Al Kurdi, as well as Samira Asir. How did you find them? Yes. Uh, well, they are all well known uh, in their own right. So Juliet Awad has uh, a very long history in working in theater and TV. And uh, Raniel Kurdi uh, does a lot of sketch comedy and TV content. And she, she was a singer as well. So I've always known about her. Uh, Samira has worked in a bunch of indie films too, similar to Selma's Home in that sense. So I've always known about them. I was lucky enough to have a personal connection with Juliette Awad. I've known her all my life. I just reached out through family and, and said, would you act in my film? <laughs> so that was the biggest coup, like getting Juliette Awad, because she's very well known in Jordan, very well respected. However, trying to get Rania and Samira was a bit harder because I didn't have a connection. So Rania and Kurdi, I just found another director who had worked with her. And I said, can you make a connection, please? And I literally sent her on Facebook saying, hi, I'm, I'm Hanadi and I'm working on a film. This is my previous work. You know, I'm, I'm for real, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So I had to do, I, it was a bit harder to get to her, right? Because I mean, she, she was not aware of me. As well as Samira, same yeah. thing. I had to find the connection. I'm interested in Rania in the sense that you mentioned she did comedy. Did you say improv work or co just a comedy? Kind uh, of comedy and sketch comedy. Sketch so, comedy. Yeah. There are lots and lots of examples in the course of the history of Hollywood where people known for comedy or sketch comedy or improv have gone on to become very accomplished dramatic actors. Very, very accomplished. I mean, just have to go as far as look at Jim Carrey. You're going to look at Tom Hanks, Michael Keaton. Uh, there are so many of them. And I've always wondered about people who do comedy, especially stand up. Because I, one of the things that I, a, a skill set that you have to develop is reading the room, getting a sense of how it's playing beyond yourself, understanding how that works. And I, I always feel like there, there's a, a certain quality to be a good stand-up that you have to be attuned. And also with that, you have the ability to react and be dramatic. And it's, I don't, I mean, maybe, am I overstating that or is that... Yeah, sure. Uh, of course, they all like all types of performances require a huge amount of vulnerability and courage in order to, you know, put yourself out there yeah. and, and do it in front of people. I would say drama uh, sometimes can be a bit riskier because you really have to experience these emotions that the character is doing and that could be hard that that is harder whereas comedy sometimes provides a shield i guess a shield of distancing so yeah. it's a bit safer sometimes i yeah. think it's a bit safer but you're getting an immediate reaction to your performance more in comedy than drama drama people can be transfixed and sit in an audience for an hour and a half and you wouldn't know 
precisely how they were taking in your performance. With comedy, if you don't get a laugh, you know that it's yeah. not working. You have an understanding of that. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's very binary. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, I just want, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, but I'm, I'm a little bit surprised because Rania is, she's the one character in the film who probably has the longest arc of the her, of her character. They all have arcs, but hers is probably the most distinctive in what, the way we are introduced to her and where she ends up. That fair, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, Lemia's uh, character, I had to find um, a moment of redemption to, to that character because otherwise we wouldn't, like, why are we watching this person that we don't respect, <laughs> you know, that not particularly like. And yeah, so I, I had to dig deep to find that thing that people can relate to. I want to, first of all, remind our listeners we're speaking with the writer director, editor of this wonderful film called Salma's Home, and that would be Hanadi Elian. Let's talk more about the story, because it is a story of these three women who have, are, the men in their lives are not truthful with them to a very large extent, and has affected their ability to be truthful with others as well. So there's, there's this kind of overriding sense of people not being honest. And but the film is centered on Salma's home and the impact it's going to have on all of their lives. Is that a pretty is that an accurate way of describing? Yeah, it's an interesting way. I haven't thought of it that way, that it's the, 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 the men lying. I haven't. Yeah, but it's not wrong. It's accurate. I just haven't thought of it. There, there's a there's a lot of hidden um, <laughs> hidden issues in the film that come out over the course of the film. Yeah, almost all the men pretty much pretty much lied to <laughs> to the to to them, and as a result, they've sort of been covering a little bit for for their men, the men in their lives. Um, but that storyline, it, it again, and what I love about the film is it gives you as a director, as an artist, a pretty wide canvas to paint on and again as i said at the beginning of the of our conversation the film takes its time getting there but in the process we get to know them and we get to really appreciate them as as the, as the characters as the people that they are despite yeah. their flaws i mean as a filmmaker you know or or an audience member you're exposed to a lot of movies that have you know the main character and the main character has their hero's journey and the, the three, you know, it's very familiar. Whereas I wanted to do the same thing for three characters. So, and it's not like a huge ensemble cast at the same time, it's only three. And it is a detail oriented as if there are three different films, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not about an, a one incident, but rather about three different women. That was tough because I'm trying to, like, you know, writers, directors, you're really putting yourself in everybody's shoes and you need to argue in that point of view and then switch. And it's a bunch of people talking in your head. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and it's and it, the fact that it is really three women's uh, stories in very distinctively different um, phases of their life. 
Yes, absolutely. I wanted to make sure that I'm not having like an entourage only. Many characters that are serving the same purpose. So I've written a lot. I've done a lot of rewrites and all of that. But then having the conversations through the rehearsals with the different actors, they would challenge me. They would say, why is this happening? Why is that? And I would go back to the script and make sure that it does make logical sense, at least to me and them. The film uh, just had a premiere at on, virtually on CineQuest, and it will be coming up uh, on the theatrical version of CineQuest, where it's an in-person experience. And that, that's in the fall, right? We're talking for the, that version of it. But also, what's, what's the next opportunity for people to be able to see Salma's Home? It would screen on May 1st in the, in the historic Atlanta Theater uh, Plaza, the Plaza Theater in Atlanta as part of the Atlanta Film Festival. Okay. <clears throat> so that's coming up in a few weeks on May 1st. It's going to be my first time in Georgia. I'm very excited to meet everyone. And, and then there is a, another screening in San Jose with CineQuest in, in the end of August. We're not sure of the dates yet. Okay. Well, congratulations on the film. Uh, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's just, a, as I said, I'll say it again. It's a sweet film. The characters feel like they stay in a place in the performances where they're always relatable and 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 truthful and endearing. I, I, I it, although it takes a little bit of time with uh, Lamia uh, to get to that point, but it is. Uh, but she is the uh, she's the the straw that stirs the drink, if you will, in this in this film. And uh, but all around, just a wonderful film. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm thank you. you. Yeah, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Again, the film is called Salma's Home, and we've been speaking with the director, writer, and editor. Wow, that's that had to be a journey in and of itself. Editing is always, yeah, that's <laughs> not an easy thing to do, but a congratulations on all of it, Hanadi Elion. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.